Have you ever wanted to discover what's missing in your life? Metaphysics is available to all and is part of your life even if you don't know it. Welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil with Barb Crowley. Together we'll explore the mysteries behind metaphysics and how to use it to have a deeper understanding and advantage in life. And now here's your host, Barb Crowley. Hi, this is Barb Crowley and welcome back to Metaphysics, a view through the veil. Today we have as our guest Suzanne King. Suzanne King is best known as a teacher, author, and certified past life regressionist practitioner from the Weiss Institute, a certified hypnotist, and a member of the National Guild of Hypnotists. For 15 years, she was co-owner of Heart of the Goddess, a holistic learning center that sponsored international authors and workshop leaders. She was the co-creator of Woman Wisdom Training, a franchise series of workshops that forged a path for women to honor the divine feminine. Sue's spontaneous recall of significant past lives was unexpected, but accelerated her life and clarified her purpose. She had no idea of the importance of these earthly existence despite its challenges. Those experiences created the knowing that it is essential to become her best self, which is true of all of us. Um, she is also, Sue is also the author of Eternity, and this is what we're going to talk about today. Her book, Author of Eternity, where she has had conversations with Hermetri, Hermetra, I apologize, and um, which is her partner, was her partner in life, and is now her partner from the other side, who has brought her a wealth of information that she is going to share with us. Um, welcome to the show, Sue. I really am thrilled to have you here, and oh. I want you to start at the beginning. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Barb, thank you so much. I love it. A view through the veil. Mm-hmm. I think aren't many of us looking all the time for a view through the veil? <laughs> and feeling blinded. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> this yes. is where you're going to help. <laughs> Well, um, I, I know. I mean, we we spend our whole lives searching for what we've forgotten as we came into this incarnation. <laughs> we do, we do, and there's part of us that really cut it off. You know, I say to people, you wouldn't see a five year old or older here if we remembered everything. <laughs> That's right. We You're wouldn't absolutely. stay. <laughs> I'm no. out of here. No, <laughs> we'll do it, it, it next time. You know, <laughs> it's a good yeah. trick. Mm-hmm. So my my background is uh, starting from the beginning. You said, okay, I was raised in the countryside of southeastern Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. To ni- nice parents, I was a happy kid. I, I had a horse. I rode. I had friends with horses. We rode miles of trails together, and it was this free, wonderful life. Childhood. It sounds like it was a fun life. Right. And when I was in fourth grade. I was really inspired by my fourth grade teacher. And I said, I'm going to do that. I'm going to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason at age nine or 10, I, my whole life plan came to me. And I said, okay, I'm going to teach school. I'm going to get married. I'm going to have kids. And then I'm going to live happily ever after, of course. And then what flowed in you know, automatically was then I'll help people. I had no idea what that meant. But, mm-hmm. hey, it was a great plan. What could go wrong? Piece of cake. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, <laughs> did you ever have a plan that you made? And Those it- magic words, what could go wrong? That always seals it. <laughs> What could go wrong? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes those plans don't work out. Yeah. So um, I, uh, I love teaching and mm-hmm. I had, um, I married my college sweetheart. We had two lovely daughters and really for the most part, we lived happily ever after. As right, on plan. Yeah, yeah. right on plan. Yeah. Right on plan. You know, whatever that means, however you can on earth live happily ever after. Mm-hmm. So um uh about and as i searched in my view through the veil i mean i i started talking to my plants and my animals and hearing the response and um my mom had told me about reincarnation when i was about four, i was 14 so it was a given mm-hmm. and my best friend and i joined an edgar casey study group and we were you know it was all the spiritual stuff yeah. um, I, I grew in uh, when the kids began to look for colleges and uh, they were about to leave home, I had this feeling that something would really change. And thoughts like, I didn't like them, that is this marriage enough? And of course, I was going to go back to teaching. I was going to go back to work. I was going to do something. Mm-hmm. But a storm was coming. Yeah. So, um, uh, friends, uh, about that time, a few friends and I got together and we had, we planned a really big, a summer solstice party. And it was, it was this glorious party, about 60 people arrived and we had a, the, the men build a sweat lodge. We had a Swedish woman who directed a, um, building of a maypole and we had the chief of the Lenape nation appear in full headdress feathers wow. from, from crown to, to ankle. And it was just this glorious party. And I met um, this woman I, I hadn't met arrived. Her name was Hamitra. And we met her real name was Jane Carey Craycraft. And she told me he, this was her, her Sanskrit name, her spiritual name. It meant dear and glorious friend. I actually didn't like her at that point, but um, <laughs> she he kind of barged into my life and we became friends. We were very much on the same page, um, just as far out as each other. And why didn't um, you like her? Because she was just she had a real edge. She was angry. She was divorced. She was mm-hmm. looking for the right man. Yeah. And um, she was just she was angry. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said to me, she actually insulted the the uh, Native American man at one point. <laughs> Good. And <laughs> host of the party. <laughs> and yeah. she, she came to me and she said, oh, she said, uh, we have to get together. I live right down the street. And I politely said, oh, yes. And I uh, to myself, we'll do I, lunch. Oh, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, we'll do lunch. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> we'll do lunch. Yeah. So we did become friends and we um, but something really unusual happened as we became friends. I would have these flashes, these vivid, spontaneous recall of another, other lives. There was ancient Greece and um, Victorian England, and it went on and on. And we were sitting, we'd sit outside, and I said, I would say to her, you know, it really feels like ancient Greece. And she'd pipe right up, and she said, it does feel like ancient Greece. Now, how do we know what ancient Greece felt like? Right, right. It didn't look like ancient Greece. Did this only happen with her? Only happen, well, you know, some people, you have feelings, but this was, this was vivid. 
It was it Pictures. was very detailed, and it was had lots of feeling to it. And yeah. um, so we did go to a psychic eventually months down the road, and his name was Nick. And he said, "Oh yeah," he said, um, "He said you two come back together." lifetime after lifetime to help each other when the earth is spiritually evolving. And mm-hmm. he said, you saved each other's lives and an initiation in Lemuria and all this. He brought up many more. Wow. Um, but what we realized was that these lifetimes that we had together, we were always in love. Mm-hmm. We were man and woman in Victorian England. We were women together in pre-Hellenic Greece. It was a very wonderful life. And um, and more and and the Sahara Desert, everything just we would be together, and all of a sudden I'd be in another life, and mm-hmm. she kind of joined me and bring in the details, which was even so. It was a very unusual, even more weird, right? <laughs> very weird. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it felt like an unusual normal after a while. Mm-hmm. But we um, remembering we were always in love. We were still in love, and we fell in love again. Mm-hmm. And then I said, whoa, wait a minute. No, no what? This is not the plan. Right. And, right. Um, but it was the plan. The 10-year-old plan. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so this was became the most difficult passage of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- there it, I was um, in school. When I was in school and a kid, I got in trouble because I talked too much. Mm-hmm. And now I was really in trouble. It was even deeper than talking too much. I was in yeah. love with this woman, and I was a ma- I was married. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, changing culture, changing husband, yeah. changing everything, changing family, yeah, yeah, changing everything, yeah. So I, it was agonizing, and I grieved for two years that, that I couldn't do this. Mm-hmm. But then I was I I ruptured my appendix. We Hamitra and I started teaching together. We were a great teaching team and we brought women in and we had all kinds of things going on. And um, finally, I just, I, I, I really got sick. I ruptured my appendix. I almost died. Jesus. I went to the hospital. Yeah. After eight days, I came back and I, I, I said, wait a minute. And I talked to Nick again, my psychic friend. Mm-hmm. And I said, Nick, didn't I have a purpose with my family? I was very dedicated to my family. Right. And he said, oh, yes, of course, you had a purpose with this family. And he said, you can go back to your family. It's no problem. You know, go ahead. You don't have to do this. He said, but let me tell you something. He said, your soul level purpose and hers is to be together. Mm-hmm. So I filed for divorce. Wow. That was a big step. That took a lot of courage, I'm sure. Well, it wasn't popular in our neighborhood for women to run off with other women. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. We, we entered a period of we were housemates and uh, business partners and we stayed, you know, closeted. Mm-hmm. That was the thing to do. And what year was this? This was not, we fell in 1987, we fell in love. Yeah. By 1990, yeah. I, um, I, I filed for divorce. Mm hmm. So, How'd your family take it? Oh, they hated me. Did they? It was a got over it, right? Just hated me, and I was. I went from being the um, that you know that nice young couple 
Right. And that lovely woman who volunteers at school and mm-hmm. um, the perfect suburban perfect family, suburban yeah. family yeah. to um, absolutely the most hated <laughs> she devil. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> How could I do that? How could I yeah. do that? How could you rip apart your family and. Uh-huh. And run off with a woman <laughs> with this craziness. Yeah. <laughs> and then your husband, of course, feels slighted. Oh, you know? it was it was it was devastating. I suffered for all of them. Right. But in the end, I actually did say to him, I said, I'm sorry. And we said, I love you at the very mm-hmm. end. I said, but this it was meant to be. Right. He didn't get that. But. And and of course we're all friends now and we're close mm-hmm. family and all well, it's a well. shock too. It's a shock. It was a shock to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> right. Wow. Okay. So finally you get together and <laughs> Yes, it was glorious. We we yeah. were just just flowed together. We worked together. We opened Heart of the Goddess. It's like the other of, half of you. Yeah, the other half of me. Yeah. And Heart of the Goddess was, again, a bold move in a suburban, conservative suburban, you know, suburb of Philadelphia. Right. She came up with a name. I said, we have to have a center. We're we're being, we're we're selling things. We're doing classes. We have to have a center. And she came up with the name Heart of the Goddess. And I went, gulp. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You probably had that name before in a different lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) So I can't, that was too okay. easy and too good. <laughs> <laughs> so we did. We just we had 15 years where we had this um, center. We had beautiful jewelry and crystals and drums and brought in national facilitators. And um, uh, we taught a training called Woman Wisdom, which was a six weekend course. And we it was it was really, really fun. We had we taught a lot outside and. Uh, just reconnecting women with the sacred feminine, with nature, with um, healing and and sacred wis- ancient wisdom, and just put experiences in front of them so that they would remember who they were. Right. And that we really needed to connect, reconnect to nature, to the earth and each other and our intuition and it was it was a very high time. We worked all the time, of course. Mm-hmm. You know. But you loved it. But, but you loved, loved it. it. We loved it. We always yeah. loved being together. Yeah. And we, you know, we didn't tell anybody we were together, but some people knew, and, and that was fine. It was mm-hmm. we had fun. We we really had fun. Yeah, good. Good. And then what happened? <laughs> well, we had a life together and um we had closed the center. Her mother had Alzheimer's. She had to take care of her. And it really was hard on her. Um, mm-hmm. And we had, uh, finally, we decided to get married. Another bold move. When yeah. It was popular then. Mm-hmm. And um, we planned a wedding. suddenly allowed, too. Suddenly allowed. And I thought, doesn't yeah. matter. But it does matter. Mm-hmm. And um, so... At that point, she was diagnosed with breast cancer, mm-hmm. and um, we planned the wedding. We the wedding was a year away, and we decided to. She decided, and I supported her. Um, we went to have the cancer diagnosed, staged, staged, mm-hmm. and go to an oncologist. And her blood pressure shot up to two hundred and fifty over one hundred and twenty-five. 
and they wanted to put her in the ER. And she said, no, she said, no. She, and I thought she can't do this. And we mm-hmm. ran like Thelma and Louise out of there. <laughs> and she said, I'm going to do this. I said, good. I, I, I support you. Cause I was about everything natural. Right. And, um, we, it turned out we had a glorious year together. We did all sorts of um, alternatives and <laughs> she stayed, remained healthy and strong until we had our wedding. Mm-hmm. And um, six weeks after that, she was gone. Ugh. It had actually been fourth stage when it was diagnosed. Wow. And her wow. MD said, thank goodness you did that because you wouldn't have had anything. You would have had a sick partner and right. she would have lost her spirit. You probably wouldn't have had a wedding. So it was, it was planned that way. We, um, and she said from the other side, which was really cool. She said, thank you so much for supporting me. She said, what we did prolonged our good times and gave my soul peace. She was mm-hmm. going anyway. She was, this is, this was, is, had been the plan, her plan, her, her life plan. plan. Yeah. Her, her plan. To get things going with you and then leave and then talk to you from the other side. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, um, she passed. I was devastated. I came home. I was in shock. I didn't call anybody. It was four o'clock in the morning. I'm lying there and she comes to me looking exactly like she did 25 years Mm-hmm. I could, you know, I could see her not, and she, she, fa- she just dissolved into me. And from then on, it was through mediums. I had a lot of cognition myself, a mm-hmm. lot of words, a lot of signals and signs and constant connection. But I went to a, a medium once a month and got all this information from yeah. her from the other side and, um, you know, wrote the book. Mm-hmm. And she helped you write the book. And what kind of um, insights did she bring? Well, she along with throw this out, throw this out. <laughs> along with the practical. <laughs> she said, uh, you've got to stay there. You must stay there. Stay on earth. You've got to write the book and you've got to do the work. I'll, I'll get, I am getting information I can only get from here. This was the plan. This was the plan. I said, hell no, it wasn't the plan. Right. I never voted. I never voted. I did not get my vote at all. I was angry. I really was angry. Um, Of course, because of the pain. She wasn't suffering pain then, the emotional pain of separation. And you were. I mean, you left. Yeah. Yeah, you left me. And yeah. Anyway, she um, she would say things to me. And and then this was also through a medium. And I'd, I'd, I'd say, where are you? Where are you? And she'd say, I'm right here. I'm in the same space in a different vibration. Just mm-hmm. raise your vibration to come to me. I'm always with you and I'll never leave you. So um, I, I learned so much. And she said things that were, that drove, uh, really took me over the edge. When I was putting her things away very early on, she said to me, she had a cane for the last week of her life. And she said, put that away. I don't need it. Okay, put it away. And then she found the blood pressure of the blood pressure cuff. And she said, put that away. My blood pressure is fine. I said, what do you mean you have blood? Pre- what? what do you mean? Yeah. Ooh, blood pressure. Yeah. And 
she'd say, I'm doing things now that I could only think of on earth. I'm so, I'm so active. So then I would read, I read a lot of material about the other side and Mm -hmm. some things called the, like the Betty books from the thirties. Betty was, Betty White was a psychic and she would talk to what she called the invisibles that would not be our you. Betty White that just passed. Not not our Betty White. <laughs> okay. No. And, and Steiner too. And and Betty would say, Betty said, yes, they, they're heaven and earth are one. They're in the same space in a different vibration. And she said, <laughs> and they have bodies. They are devoid of the dross, but they're they're um, they're vital, and um, they have um, they have form. So I got this entirely different view of the other side. And of course, she looked beautiful and young and um, uh, eternally young. And they she, do pick the best look. <laughs> the best look. Yeah, I've brought in spirits who have passed on for people, <laughs> and they do pick the best look. And I say to people, I have to go by personality to make sure we have the right person because they pick different looks. <laughs> well, I also, I realized her personality hadn't changed. Mm-hmm. She was still very feisty, and she became bossy. We were very much equal. But she said, I'm your spirit guide. So she had the upper hand. (laughs) She would tell me all these things. And um, uh, so many fantastic things. And and how she could travel to our past lives and Mm -hmm. be there. And um, travel to different universes. And, of course, the medium helped me with that, too. Right. Information. And. I began to really have a much broader, much more expansive view of life and afterlife and, and the melding of the two. And reality. And the reality. I, I, of course, I've been spiritual, but it wasn't a personal connection. Um, now, I, I must say my mother passed suddenly at 70. Mm-hmm. And um, I was in the middle of a divorce. And she would come to me, but not like Hamitra. Hamitra was constantly trying to relieve the grief um, and the way that we can tell, I mean, you know, all this, that the way she would come, I've never seen so many birds mm-hmm. at five o'clock in the morning, a blue Jay tried to break in my bedroom window. I knew it was her. The medium had said, look for a bluebird. Mm-hmm. It was, it was just, they do and, like birds. They, <laughs> I think it's the ungrounded and they can easily bring their spirit in. in into a like bird. Birds. Yeah, yes. I know. Or I'd be walking. I walk in the 50 acres. There's a park back there and on the track. And I was grieving horribly. And I'd say, where are you? And immediately I would, I saw a speck in the distance and it came come toward me and it was a bird. Mm-hmm. A little bird, and it came right toward me. I realized it was a, a barn swallow, and it, it was at eye level. It got about ten feet from me and went straight up into the air and disappeared. I went, "Oh, okay, thank you. Yeah. You're there." <laughs> yeah, that or, is pretty wild. That's scary in a way, you know, to have it come right up that close. <laughs> But it was so comforting. And I would walk home and then not the same day, but there'd be 11 buzzards flying around my house on the the roof. And the one in the center, I could see the golden feathers on the bottom of it glowing in the sun. And then I would talk to Danielle, the medium, and she said, oh, yeah, that was her. That was her. 
She just, yeah. just yeah. giving you a message. But you knew that, though. I knew, knew that. that. Yeah. I knew that. Why did you not use your own intuition? Because I did. You did. I, I did. I, I did. The birds, I knew it was her. But then I really wanted the deeper. I, I couldn't do what Danielle did, this, mm-hmm. this wonderful medium. She brought Hamitra in and she just so much. I have volumes and pages. Mm-hmm. She was just so good. And she Danielle picked up on who we were. It was amazing because it was like three friends. Yeah. And, and Hamitra would always be the same. Oh, hurry. She's coming at one. She'd tell Dan- Danielle, hurry, hurry, put your lipstick on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's pretty wild. And and we argued. We, we, we You had regular conversations between the worlds. Yeah, we had a regular break in communication. Yeah. Yeah, regular communication. I would turn on the radio sometimes and a perfect song would play. Mm-hmm. She fooled around with electricity. She would make this voltage go through my body. It felt like I'd stuck my finger in a light socket. Now that's and a little scary, I, too. It's like, whoa. <laughs> I knew it was um, her. Yeah. It was now, a euphoria. The signs, people, I have to put this in, then we have to go to a break. But um, this is something that when I work with people, especially when they've lost somebody so close mm. that, you know, they're so upset about why are they not hearing from someone? Why are they not, you know, getting communication? And a lot of times the grief around them is so dense. Mm-hmm. that the person can't get through, but they will go to somebody who's, you know, like you never expect, you know, like you're, you're in the grocery store and somebody says, you know, I dreamed of your partner the other day yes. <laughs> and, and she looked great. She looked great, you know, <laughs> and, and you're going home sobbing, thinking, how come she doesn't talk to me? How come she talks to the clerk? And the thing is who she knew hardly knew the thing is, is this, you know, the person can get through to the clerk and knows they'll tell you, you know, so that's how they get communication through. And I wanted to get that in because a lot of people, especially when they've just lost somebody Mm -hmm. will be heartbroken and then think, why are they not talking to me? And they're talking to everybody else. Mm -hmm. And here's why. The yep. density of grief. And only time will lighten that up. Mm-hmm. But with that, I've got to take a break. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to hear about what she told you from the other side. What did you learn and from your past lives? So we'll be right back. One thing's for certain. Life is uncertain. Do you navigate the unknowns? Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com to sign up for psychic readings and classes with Barb Crowley. You can schedule one-to-one sessions with Barb for personal and relationship counseling, pet communication, mediumship, career and business direction, or sign up for one of her classes. Everyone has answers through the metaphysical plane, but they need help to access them. Get the help you need today. Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. 
You are listening to Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil with Barb Crowley. To reach the live show, please call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to aviewthroughtheveil at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, this is Barb Crowley, and we're back with Metaphysics of View Through the Veil. And we've been talking to Suzanne King, Sue King, and uh, who wrote the book Eternity, about her conversations with Mitra. And we've been talking about what led up to and how Mitra really passed to the other side. And now we're going to talk about what Mitra told us about the other side. And one of the things was um, that you were telling me about how surprising, and it's in your book, how um, important the lives are to people on the other side. Can you tell us about that? Yes. When I I didn't lose her, she never, as soon as I say lost, it's like somebody puts my hand, her hand over my oh, mouth. Right, right. It's not wrong one, word. The, the word dead. No, <laughs> yeah. no, I am not dead. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I felt very earthly and insignificant to her giant presence from the other side. And I felt as though, yes, she was here to help me with my grief. But it really turns out, as when I went to this medium, Danielle, and she said, no, no, she, we need each other. We are still working together. We're still in a partnership. She's just helping me from the other side. And um, things like, she, as time went on, Danielle would say to me, oh, she's so, she's so proud of you. She's so happy. Your healing yourself has healed her. What you're doing has healed her. And that surprised me. But yeah. I, I had an experience. Hamitra was still alive. My mother had passed early when she was 70. I was in the middle of a nasty, this nasty divorce. And um, several years later, Hamitra and I were on, we were co-leading a sacred site tour in Sedona. And oh, that's was, fun. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we had a spirit circle. There was a woman there, and she she was going to read us. Mm-hmm. And in the circle, um, she brought my mother up. My mother came in very strongly. And my mother had been devastated by my divorce. My father had been angry. At my mother's funeral, my father said, that divorce killed your mother. That didn't. That not, was a rough thing to say. Well, did not do our relationship any good. My father mm-hmm. and I. So he was. But angry. that's grief too. Yeah. That's grief. Yes. Yeah. And um, so, my mother had passed. We we're in in this spirit circle. My mother comes to me. The first thing she said is, "The baby. He needs sweet oil in his ear." I had called home, and my grandson had a, an ear infection. So she mm-hmm. was tapping into all that. But the other thing she said, one of the biggest compliments she's ever given me was she said, by freeing yourself, you have freed me. And what she meant was, I had left my family, caused all this commotion, which was devastating, but I had followed my heart, and I followed my my spiritual path, my soul's reason for being here. I, she, and, and that freed her. Now, that was just so 
poignant to me. Yeah. That, and I How did that, that free her, though? Or just the, the freeing of being allowed to follow your heart? Allowed to follow your heart? Yeah. She, was a, she was a free spirit, but she was a very conventional woman raised mm-hmm. in, you know, she was born in 1920. You, right. you followed the rules. You followed convention. I had broken convention, and I'd followed my heart. And mm-hmm. that affected her. And um, you That know, is surprising to me because we always want them to heal us. We don't think of us healing them. Yes. <laughs> and what I realized was that every, everything I thought, everything I said, every action is like we're radio signals. We're beaming up mm-hmm. everywhere in the universe. And we are so tied together as oneness in oneness that we do affect each other. And it made me feel not like a small human being that, you know, floundering around here, but connected and also responsible, more responsible for my thoughts and my words and my action and being loving and being kind. And it, it does, it affects all of us. And that, mm-hmm. that to me, and, and when I, I actually did, at, at one point, I, I broke up with Amitra from the other <laughs> side. Yeah. And because I realized that she had a pattern in all of our lifetimes of leaving early. Oh, me. Yeah, that's pretty crummy. And and but then I realized that I followed her. We had a pattern of not completing our lifetimes. And I was in such grief over that that I broke up with her. Mm. (laughs) And I, of course, I couldn't stay broken up with her. Um, this is after she passed. After she passed. Okay. Yeah. Not many people break up after that. Nah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> In fact, they usually like the person better when they're on the other side. <laughs> I know. But I couldn't live without the communication. I, I realized mm-hmm. that. And I forgave me and I forgave her. And the next reading I had with Danielle, the medium, Danielle said, oh, she said, she's kneeling at your feet. She's taking your hand. She's kissing your hand and she's kneeling at your feet. She said, I said, why? She said, because you didn't have to, you needed your space. I understand that, but you didn't have to take me back and you did. And mm-hmm. now we can continue on this relationship. We can continue right. working together. So it's really, I realize how important it is that we notice them, that we we hear them. We we receive. They them. want to be heard and acknowledged. That yes. I know. Yeah. And when I that, read, that's important. It's really important. And we yeah. used to do it long, long ago before recorded history. It was we were connected to the earth and to spirit. Mm-hmm. And, and this, I realized how important, how how powerful it is for me to know what help I have. But it's yeah. equally as important for them to be able to interact to be to be part of it it's so hard it was it was such a revelation mm-hmm. and in the betty book the betty white the the in the 30s the, yeah. the medium she also said then she passed and her sister was a medium also mm-hmm. and talked to her sister and um her sister said betty do you miss anything on earth she said no <laughs> But but there's one thing that really, really bothers me. When I go to people I've loved on earth, they don't know I'm there. 
mm-hmm. they can't take in, they, they can't acknowledge me. Right. I, so, I've, I've seen that too. And they'll, um, they'll do something, physic- they'll touch the person physically and the yeah. person will feel kind of like something, mm-hmm. but, but so many of us will think, Oh, that was my imagination. No, you know, and it's not, it's, it's not. not, they're trying to, but although I was reading somebody the other day who her grandmother kept poking her because she was wanted her to move on, move along, get on with things. <laughs> she kept poking her. She said, yeah, I, I, <laughs> felt that (laughs) you know so it wasn't exactly the gentle thing that you know most of them do (laughs) yes well Hamitha wasn't gentle sometimes she was she was funny I I mean I can handle Hamitha she has quite the ego because frankly she is still here now with us and she has quite the ego and when you're talking about your mother she wanted to talk about herself. <laughs> it was like, okay, you'll get your shot. <laughs> but, she, yeah. she has it good because most of my friends, many of my friends do see her and hear her. Mm-hmm. And she yeah. participates in our gatherings. I did ask her for something one time. It was early on. And um, I, had, I had read that you could ask them to do a simple thing. And then you would know that they were, you know, it was a sign. So there's a picture in the kitchen. And I said, Hamitra, you know, could you move that? Just move it. I went to bed. I came down. Picture was just not moved. Yeah. And this had been after all the signs with the birds and the, the, the conversation and the mm-hmm. everything. There's all these signals from, from her. And I could see her. She had her hands on her hips. And she said, so after everything We've experienced in everything I've sent you. You want me to move the damn picture. <laughs> yeah. What do you think I am? A trained pony? And <laughs> I just laughed and laughed yeah. and laughed. So that's the kind of repartee. She, she was able to come through and see the people that I see on the other side. They're not as connected, huh. they're connected, but they're not They're The emotion drops down a little bit. It just because they're not in human form and everything is like a, a light bliss over there. Right. You know, they're they're watching, they they you know, they feel for you. They know what it's like to be here. But the um, the heavy emotion is not on them. Yeah. And and that's a hard thing for them to it's not that they're not connecting, but they're not trying to lift it. They're letting you go through your things, you know, and people say, well, don't they see, you know, that I'm hurting that I'm, and they do see this, but they don't feel it to the same level because they have left the body. And so much of this here is emotion. But when you get over there, it's, it's really nice. It's a light bliss. Yes. So they don't feel that intensity of pain. Yeah, you know, that you feel they they understand it, but yes. they don't feel it. That's what most of you know I see on the other side. Yeah, I don't know. Danielle said she she understands everything you you've been through. She somehow she said she's a very strong spirit and she can come through. She she really came through my grief many times, and mm-hmm. I realized that is an effort. Right, 
that it is does comfort. take quite an effort, it and it takes some um, experience too on the spirit side. Oh. It's almost like you know they have to have trained somehow to do oh. to be able to do it right away. They 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 had to have practiced someplace before. Huh. Now it's huh. not a natural thing to be able to do it. They I, have I, to have practiced it, or yeah. or you know somehow um, learned the skill of how to huh. do it. You know, I've watched spirits drop things, things like this that yes. they're trying to work with, but they don't know how to do it. <laughs> you know, huh. and something something goes down. You know, something happens. Yeah. Danielle you know, did but, say that. She said, we're so close. She said, I've right. never quite right. seen this. And she is such a strong spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did heal. Um, right. You still always have grief, but um, yeah. that uplifted her too. I, I don't know. Well, releases them to a certain extent. And I don't, I always am afraid to say that because people um, feel then guilty about the grief and they shouldn't. They, they right. should be. This is natural. You're supposed to feel this. That's right. Know? That's right. So, um, you know, it's it's always something I, I hate to say yeah. because people will take it on. But tell me, though, what else did she say um, about the past lives, what you've learned, um, what you, you know, from that side, watching this side, what was that like? Well, it was an intervention of some kind that we needed to know those past lives to get together. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the past lives, people feel, in other words, when my clients come to me, they'll say something like, you know, I really want to do this, but I'm afraid we've done, I've done something wrong, something awful. Right. And right. if you look at the last 5,000 years of recorded history, it's only war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One political or religious war after another. And I look at them, I say, well, I guarantee that, that you'll think that you've done something wrong. But mm-hmm. what, what, what I've experienced is that we were um, everything. We were, we were. That's what I've seen, too. Nail you believe me, that. you were an asshole at one point. <laughs> <laughs> we all had to be oh, bad to be good. <laughs> right. You Just, have to have the experience. Yeah. yeah. Male and female. Rich and poor, mm-hmm. victim and villain, and you, right. you can't be Mother right. Teresa. You don't learn anything every time. Right, I know. So we experienced that together, and we went deeper into it. The, mm-hmm. the Victorian England lifetime, she really brought forth the, the mistakes we made, how we um, never fit in, ever, yeah. ever, as, yeah. as when we were together. We were always like rebels with a cause. Mm-hmm. And and that was okay. And and we went through just all kinds of pain. But people come with guilt and shame. And um, and and what I learned was that that's that's okay. We have volunteered to come here as human beings. Oh, and this is something she would say about mm-hmm. I I'd, I'd be in the the depth of a past life or a mistake or or trying to bring myself up. And she, I'd see her, and she'd say. Uh, she said, it's human. You're, you're yeah. human. You're just human. And um, so I'd fall again. Mm-hmm. And I'd see, I'd see and she's so funny. I'd see her. She's looking at her newly uh, groomed fingernails and saying <laughs> casually, it's human. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So um, we are here to embrace the dark and the light. 
mm-hmm. and experience all of it and be those assholes and yeah. uh, you know just just slap. We've all killed somebody. We've been mm-hmm. in wars. Um, one of the life lives that I first recalled was with her. We had a party. We were floating each other in the pool, and we were in the hot tub, and the warm water somehow. I I had a vision that. I was being held in the arms of a nun and mm-hmm. I was in a coat of mail and I had a red cross, big red cross on my chest and mm-hmm. I was wounded. I was bleeding to death. And if I opened my eyes, the, the hot tub would be blood. And oh, wow. I, I realized I was a crusader mm-hmm. and I opened my eyes and Hamitra, it was Hamitra was the nun. She didn't look like a nun. Yeah. But, she was she was holding me. She was exiting. She was helping me leave this life. I I must have had years of feeling guilty about being a crusader, killing women and children. Mm-hmm. And I had to forgive that and say, we we come as dark and light. We participate in everything. And, right. and the lives that we deeply went into after she passed taught me so much about the patterns that, that I needed to change. Mm-hmm. And when I did change them. You know, when I didn't leave this lifetime, follow her, I changed our pattern. Wow. And And released a pattern. And released a pattern. Yeah. Yeah. I have to point out, though, that's a lifetime where you left first. (laughs) Yeah, I got out first. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, You can stay here for that that nun habit. I'm leaving. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You're you're stuck here. (laughs) But But the the other thing is we are the same souls and we have the same drive. And Mm -hmm. I did get regressed to that lifetime when I was a knight. And I remember being, I was a young boy. I was 17, 18, 19, and I hated being a knight. I hated killing people. And I realized mm-hmm. this is ridiculous. And, and when people are regressed and they're in a war, they say, this is, this is ridiculous. So it's just, yeah. it's just learning. Mm-hmm. But, Experiencing, yeah. Yeah. Experiencing, yeah. I think I got my, my PhD in um, self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, are you coming back? Are you two coming back again? Or you don't know? You know, at first she said, I don't know. We're done here. I don't know if we're coming back. And mm. then as we progressed, as years went by and Danielle said, ah, you know how you two love Earth. You love, you know, the next time <laughs> easier. So I think she yeah. changed her mind a little bit. Mm-hmm. She likes yeah. breaking the rules, coming here and breaking the rules. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's <laughs> um, was there anything unexpected, though, that you learned that, you know, you didn't in your gut know? That I was important. My, my human life was important, that, that it affected other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, I mean, I learned what I did learn from a past lives is that she told me most important for you to be just love yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's hard here. That's very and, hard. Yeah. And I asked, uh, this was a, a real big revelation and, and it took me time. And I thought, well, hey, I had a good life. I should love myself. What is this? Mm-hmm. I asked a good friend. I said, what about the self-love? She said, oh, I see universal self-hatred. She said, that, that's the rule. And I said, well, what do you do about it? She said, 
you love yourself, but I don't know how to tell you how to do that. Right. I like so, that. That's the rule. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so I realized, okay, I came in as a woman. That was um, women have been put down for centuries. Mm-hmm. But the other thing I realized, this is my experience, is that um, I, I looked at our lifetimes and the ones that w- we were told that um, we needed to boost our self, our, our self love so that we didn't leave in these lifetimes, so that we didn't cut our lives short, so we didn't create tragedy. Right. And that was hard for me. So I looked at our lives and I, I found that the past 5,000 years have been just downhill. You know, we've, we've disconnected from the earth. We've disconnected from spirit. We have, we're competitive. It's power over and greed. And we've come to the end of that. But the lifetime I remembered in ancient Greece and pre-Hellenic Greece, we were there at Delphi as two women for a lifetime of being together. Mm-hmm. And I was regressed to that lifetime. And I went, oh, my gosh. It was, it was, we were connected to spirit. We talked to nature. We were one with the earth. We adored each other. And it was accepted to be together. And mm-hmm. when she passed, and she passed first in that lifetime, too, I didn't grieve. I didn't feel the grief. I saw her. I knew she was with me. It was just a passage. My own death was, they said, somebody said, how did you pass? I said, I don't know. I just, I just left. It was time to go. Yeah. And I realized that we loved, there was no question about self-love when mm-hmm. we, were, we were connected to the earth and the spirit and to each other. And it was different then. So what happened, though, that we regressed <laughs> as a human species? What, you know, because it, 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 we were so much more spiritual and accepting and loving, it seems yeah. like. And evolved. And we just, yeah, and it seems like in history, we just got worse and worse. <laughs> we did. And, and Rudolf yeah. Steiner, I, I used him a lot as a quote, as his quotes, and he said, that human beings have since about 8,000 something or another BC, mm-hmm. he said we became more and more materialistic and more and more competitive. It was, it was a plan, I guess we had to, we've, we've all volunteered to go through this period right. of time and we all come from, don't we all come from um, more evolved civilizations that, that were. Mm-hmm. Seems like yeah. there. Um, and he said, no, this will destroy the path that we're on of, of um, we down nature, we, we dominate nature, and we, um, we suppress the feminine, not just women, but the mm-hmm. earth is a feminine body. We've been on this course mm-hmm. of power over and destruction and the imbalance of the, not the man and woman, but the male and female, the, the yin mm-hmm. and yang. And we've so come. do you think this is as a human species where, you know, as, as individuals, we have to experience the negative and the positive, the bad and the good. Yeah. But as a human species, is that the same, like the whole species? I and, don't. you know, that's a big question. I want you to read your, your letter, too, before we go off and make sure okay. everybody can get old okay. of you. I thought, whoa, we just went into a huge question <laughs> without the time to answer. I apologize. <laughs> no, no. Um, this is a letter I wrote, and um, 
these are things that Hamitra said to me too. These mm-hmm. are kind of her teachings, her her take on things. Um, so I'll, I'll read the letter. Mm-hmm. Dear precious humans, and and I I learned some as I say I learned these things in my my time since she's passed. It's true. Mm-hmm. This is a pinnacle lifetime for you, for me, and for our mother, the Earth. This is the one that decides them all, and the universe is watching. This is the era that's been whispered about, written about, and known by indigenous cultures for millennium. We are in the time of the great shift, the time of the greatest spiritual evolution the earth has ever experienced. Now the plan for healing and regeneration unfolds as Gaia returns. You've come here to get it done. There is no way to emphasize strongly enough that every one of your thoughts and actions affects everything. It's critical that you remember who you are and why you're here at this moment in the Earth's history. You're being tested now by difficult times as we personally and collectively make this gigantic spiritual lift from the the leap from the era of power over and domination to living your heart center. You are needed now. We are all needed now. You chose this incarnation and your exciting assignment. You were born for these times and you're trained and ready. You arrived with many varied stories and dramas from lives that span all of history. They are your learning treasures, and you needed all these priceless experiences to help you learn and grow. But you are vastly more than those stories and much more than you have ever imagined. Let your heart accept the dark and light of your humanity in order to rise to a divine understanding of your role here. Break those limits. You are part of earth and part of heaven, and you are connected to the entire benevolent universe. It's all inside, and you're here to remember that you are a multidimensional superstar. There's no greater classroom or vehicle for your evolution than being in a body, but you are much more than that body. Take radical good care of yourself. It hurts others when you don't, and it benefits you, your loved ones, and everyone when you practice self-love and cultivate self-worth. It all begins with extreme care of your priceless body, which is the home of your spirit. It's a lot of work, but the rewards are amazing. And without that, nothing else matters. You came to this place of polarities in human form. That's why legions of angels, guides, and loved ones kneel at your feet as you experience earth, feel heartbreaking emotions, witness unthinkable events, and know amazing bliss as you break through the false boundaries that have kept you feeling diminished and held you and the world in an illusion of separateness. You are adored. Love yourself. That's the first step to freedom and the foundation of everything else. Be yourself. That's better than good enough. Connect, connect, connect with heaven and earth. Once you remember who you really are, self-love and self-worth are easy. Choose a path filled with ease, humor, joy, and pleasure. We forget that we're here to find happiness, to dance, make love, create music and art, and play with our friends. You always have the answers available from the spirits of nature and your loved ones, guides, and angels in the next dimension. You're just human, living the human condition. Let them figure out the hard stuff. Just ask and learn to receive. Any small act of kindness or love from the heart toward yourself or another is exponentially powerful compared to acts of violence and hatred. The heart is mighty beyond imagination. If you only make a small positive step, it counts. It's a success. Some days that might not happen, 
You build your soul with those steps and they multiply over and over. They are eternal. We're in the finals and the stakes are high. <laughs> she said this to me. I don't, we don't want to say it's all up to you, but it's all up to you, all of us. This is the one that's going to decide everything. This is your chance to change everything. You can do this. You have to. You must. Let's get it done. Think of the freedom it will give our souls. If we want our species to survive, if we want to find meaning in our lives, if we want to save the earth and every life form on her, excuse me, love is the one and only answer. Shine on, you crazy diamonds. Love and blessings, Sue and Hamitra. That is beautiful. I Aww, have to thank, thank you. you. And we're coming to a close. So I want to quickly tell people that they can buy your book on Amazon and probably in other bookstores. And they can come to your website, Suzanne R. King. Suzanne R. King, yes. Yes. Yeah. And of course, if you want to come to me, a view through the veil.com, and I will get you all in touch with Sue King. But thank you so much for being here. And oh, thank, thank you, you for that are. wonderful letter and this beautiful book. Oh, so thank much. you so much. I really enjoyed being with you. <laughs> thank you. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank Bye-bye. You. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil. Please tune in for another edition with your host, Barb Crowley, next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your upcoming weekend.